is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show, and welcome to the BC Division. Yes, the fourth and final division to get underway out of the REMAX Hub Centers in Kamloops and Kelowna. Blazers GM Matt Bardsley will join us in moments as the time has finally come. The Edmonton Oil Kings, so to a fast start ahead of a big set with the Calgary Hitman Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer will stop in. He'll talk about hockey on and off the ice in Edmonton. And from a major injury last season to the WHL Journey Rewards Player of the Week, branded Week Kings forward Nolan Ritchie, he'll close out the show. First up. WHL Hockey is back in British Columbia. I spoke with Kamloops Blazers and reigning Western Conference GM of the Year, Matt Bardsley, about the long wait finally over. Oh, you're exactly right about that. It has been a long time. It's certainly been challenging for everybody, players, staff, organizations, owners, everybody. It's It's been challenging, but at the end of the day, we're we're really excited uh, you know, for our players, and I'm sure I can speak on behalf of, of the other four teams in the BC division as well. I think everyone's just just real happy for the players, uh, you know, for the fans that, that there's going to be some hockey here. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Of course, Kamloops in the REMAX hub and hosting both uh, Vancouver and Prince George. How has that gone, sharing the facility so far with two other teams? You know, it's been good. You know, I have to give a lot of credit to, uh, you know, to our group here, you know, from Don Moores, uh, Tim O'Donovan, uh, Colin Robinson, our trainer Toledo, um, you know, and, and our whole staff, everybody involved. It's been a lot of, a lot of work uh, to to get this going. There's a lot of behind the scenes work um, that just, you know, have to have to come into play. And then in the cooperation with certainly in our hub here, the cooperation with both Prince George and Vancouver have been really good. Um, so, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, the goal is just to, to get everybody in so that we can, that we can play and we can continue to play. But, but, you know, I've been, uh, just, you know, real happy with, with the people that we work with, our, our group, our, our staff. When the BC division was last operating late in, in March there, or in March of the 2019-20 season, you really had four teams heading into the playoffs that were all pretty dangerous. Your Blazer Hockey Club, you had Kelowna, who uh, was poised to host the Memorial Cup, uh, Vancouver and Victoria also with the talent those two teams had. Uh, it might look a little bit different in the BC division this season. What will it look like here? What, what will the hockey be like here? What are you anticipating? Well, I think, you know, I still think it's the one thing that's never going to change is it's going to be competitive, uh, for sure. And you're right. There, there's, I think all the rosters are going to look a little bit different. You, you certainly have your, your graduating players that you always expect every year with your 20 year olds. And, and because of protocols and guidelines and even government restrictions, maybe, you know, some of the European players couldn't come over. Um, you know, some players, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a younger, uh, I guess, younger in, in general. More teams have some younger players, but I think also, you know, I think you see it in the NHL with the taxi squad. Not to say that we have a taxi squad as, as a whole in the league, but since there's a player cohort, there's some teams that have more players than maybe they usually would. Just just because you know, you just have to be prepared in case something happens. So, so it's hard hard to say what it's going to look like. I think with the other three divisions. Um, starting before us been able to get a bit of a feel uh for me personally I've, I've talked to a lot of the gms just to get a bit of a sense of what's working and maybe you know you know what to be prepared for what to be aware of um uh, so trying to get a bit of a handle on that 
but I think at the end of the day, it's it's certainly going to be exciting. There's going to be opportunities for players. Um, and, you know, it gives you a little bit of glimpse. I mean, we're focused. We always want to win, so we're certainly focused on that, but we also want to develop as well. So I think there's going to be a, a mix of, of our, our current players and also gives everybody a little bit of a preview of, of some of the young guys that are going to be a big part of the, the core of the team over the next two, three, four years. Let's talk about some of your veterans that will lead the way. And, you know, Connor Zary coming back, a first-round NHL pick. Uh, beside Oren Sintazo, who scored 44 goals last year. You have a veteran blue line, and you have a world junior caliber goaltender in goal in Dylan Garand. You really have to like how your roster looks as you head into the season. No, I'm excited for our roster. I think, you know, and we've seen uh, just the sample size of our, our practices early on once once uh, we were able to get on the ice. And like I said, there's a lot of energy there. But um, we do like the makeup of our group, and, and you're right, we're, we're a bit older on the back end. Uh, with with our defense, having two 20-year-olds and two 19-year-olds, um, and certainly having a goaltender like Dylan Garand, who uh, is a world-class goaltender. But up front, like you mentioned, having players like Connor Zary and Oren Santazo and and you know and Logan Stankov, and uh, he's going to be in his second year, but uh, you know he certainly had a great year as a 16-year-old. But we we really like the the core group of our team, even the depth of our forward group. Um, and then there's some young guys that I think are going to be big pieces of, of our team, uh, you know, key part of our group over the next three, four years, uh, which is going to be exciting as well. And I think for those players, they're going to be able to learn from the Zaris and Santazos and, you know, and uh, Shmimans and Strange, Onabuchi, Garand, uh, everybody, you know, and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty important as well to, you know, to learn the routine, learn how to be a pro. I think for these young guys, it's, it's going to be very beneficial. So, uh, yeah, we like our group. We're excited about our group. And I think with, uh, you know, and with Sean and Corey, they do a tremendous job, uh, with our players, uh, preparing them, uh, in game, post game, everything. So I think, uh, you know, I, I think our players are, you know, they're willing to learn. So they're, they're certainly going to learn a lot this year. Another big story in the offseason was the loss of Kyrell Sopatik, the snowboarding accident back in Saskatchewan. He would have been a 19-year-old forward uh, on your, your hockey club this year. A, a tragic accident that has left him uh, partially paralyzed here. How will the Blazers uh, keep him top of mind this season? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's, it's, it's tragic. It's terrible. It's, it's, it's unbelievable, really. It's, uh, you know, Kyrell, was, uh, he's a big part of our group, and he still is a big part of our group. Uh, you know the quality of the person, the quality of the player. Um, you know, I think going forward, we we kept in constant communication with Kyrell and and with his family, with his mom and dad, and just you know checking in. I know a lot of the players have kept in touch, uh, the coaches have kept in touch. You know, but it's also we want to make sure that you know it's it's on his time as well. Like you know, we want to keep him involved with the organization. I actually talked to Kyrell just a couple of days ago on the phone, check in to see how he's doing and. Uh, you know, we, we'd like to to keep him involved in any way that we can and, and whatever works best for him. But we also want to respect the timelines with him. And, you know, he's focused on his rehab. And uh, But at the same time, we just want to make sure he knows that, that he's part of our group and that's not going to change. And, uh, and yeah, we'll go from there and, and, like I said, keep him involved in any way that we can. Well, uh, an exciting season ahead for the BC Division as the uh, puck drops this weekend. Matt Bardsley, General Manager of the Kamloops Blazers, our guest. Matt, thanks for taking our time and enjoy the shortened season. Great. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. You're listening to the WHL This Week.
Radio Edition. An undefeated start for the Edmonton Oil Kings, a team that had high hopes derailed last year with the cancellation of the season. I spoke with head coach Brad Lauer on his team's start and the contributions he's getting up and down the lineup. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been one of those things. Um, obviously, we did, obviously, one, it's great to get back to playing again. Um, you know, and, I, you know, the guys were awfully excited and uh, to get back on the ice, but yeah, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a good start. We've had a lot of guys, uh, contribute, which is nice to see, especially early on. And, you know, it's not, uh, sometimes it's not pretty right now. I mean, we're, you know, but again, um, you know, we, we find ways, uh, finding ways to win hockey games. We knew the Oil Kings would be a, a good team like they were last year, and, and we all know how the season ended. And, you know, there were some, some favorites yeah. out there that probably felt a little disappointed they weren't able to take that into a playoff run. Where, where was your mindset then, and where is it now, considering, you know, you're playing a shortened season with a pretty loaded uh, uh, team so far this year? Yeah, I mean, obviously, John, you know, junior hockey is you don't get uh, windows of opportunity, don't don't stay open for very long, and uh, when you feel like you have have the the horses um, to make a run for it, like like we did, we feel like we had last year and possibly this year. Um, you know, it's disappointing uh, for sure, especially for the kids. That's the that's the biggest thing. You feel like you know they put the time and they put the work in. And um, but again, obviously the world is in a different situation. Um, obviously, you know, is we got to look at what's more important and and put that first. But it's been it's been uh it's been disappointing but again um you know it's all about the kids and and uh developing them and hopefully you can move them on to whatever whatever uh, level they want to go to and you know that's kind of been our main focus coming back to this year obviously with the shortened season and the guys that we have returning is uh we just want to make sure we're doing what we can to to grow their game individually uh grow their game as our team game and uh and, and just keep developing from there how are you finding the season, and what's the reaction of your players so far when it comes to, you know, you're obviously uh, doing things away from the ice to uh, contain COVID, and you're traveling to uh, each place to and from, no hub uh, per se. So, how are the guys liking it? Yeah. What's it been? Yeah, you know, it's been it's been uh, it's been good. I mean, you know, we talked before this was season when we when obviously we got the, the green light to go ahead and, and 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 start our season and have training camp. You know, we sat down and talked about what our options could be and you know there were options of maybe putting our guys in hotels uh for the for the nine weeks ten weeks um and there's also we talked about putting back in the billets and then what we decided to do and and we just thought just for them you know they've been cooped up for 11 months i thought uh, we just thought as a as a as an organization put two kids to a billet house and and you know making sure try to create a tight cohort between the billet families and the players and and go that route and you know right now it's been very good for us you know the kids obviously the kids route from you know on their daily basis it's from home from the billet house to the rink and from the rink to the billet house and you know and it's it's worked so far um you know one thing we do have here at the rink that we've been able to put together because the nhl had the hub here uh for the playoffs there's a lots of um sports stuff around so we created a, a kind of a sporting lounge for our players with tvs and, and stuff where they can come back and watch hockey games as a group and they can play ping pong they can play basketball they can play simulated golf uh, so we try to create an atmosphere here where they don't need to go home right away they can go up to their their lounge and kind of hang out as a team and kind of bond that way and or if they want to go home have dinner they can come back and and meet their teammates here and kind of uh, have a little bit of a social life with it too but 
um, you know, the cohort things work so far. Um, you know, it's, it's important that we've got to do our, everyone's got to do their job uh, to make this thing work, and that's what we're focused on doing. You're in a bit of a summit series with the Calgary Hitmen here ahead. And, uh, boy, there's some great history between these two teams. Some recent rivalry history, some bad blood here. So you got the back to back to back here, Brad. How do you approach yeah. this, this club here this weekend? Yeah, no, I mean, there, it's always been entertaining hockey. And, you know, everybody's some, uh, obviously the Oilers and, and the Flames definitely bring the heat, uh, when we go in there. So it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, trickled down to us and, you know, we've always had good games with them the last few years. They're always a competitive, you know, battling games, and and you know, there's some you know physical uh, contact, and, and it's it's exciting. It's almost it almost feels uh, and, and it's a lot. It feels a lot like playoff hockey. Um, you know, both teams want to win badly. It's it's uh, it, it's fun. The two cities aren't uh, don't necessarily like each other. Uh, just because, not just hockey, but there's a competition there. So. Um, it, it makes for a good playoff feeling, and it's a, it'll be good hockey to, this weekend. All right, Brad, when you look at your team right now and, and what you'll return for 21-22, because this is almost an exercise, too, of uh, being your best when you can be ready to go in 21-22, and hopefully things are yeah. more normal here. So what's the balance? Yeah. And you, you talked about it off the, off the top about windows, right? So uh, can yeah. this window extend further for your team? Well, but yeah, that, John, that's a great question because I think that's kind of one thing we've talked about uh, starting this season was we wanted to keep, like I said, we wanted the Dylan Gunther's, the Jake Neighbors, and uh, the Cosas, and, um, you know, obviously Matthew Roberts is going to be graduating from us. So, uh, you know, we, we, we still have a good core of guys coming, and, and you know, we what we've done is uh, we brought in 12, 12 of our young guys, 12 new faces, um, you know, our draft picks, and kind of mixed them in here and, and – you know, we're getting getting them familiar with the systems and the way we do things and where we want things done, and uh, they're getting to play games right now for us. And you know, hopefully, like you said, when we start next season, and we're kind of whatever that new normal is, um, you know, we're back and maybe we're not building right away at the right out of the gate. We're kind of just we're adding on, and and those guys that have been here all this this season here are just taking that next step next season. Like like these kids can grow. They can grow um, from year to year, make big gains, and that's kind of what we're hoping that these young kids that are here this year, that when they come back next season, they're they're ready to take that next step. All right, Brad, great start for you. A tough weekend here ahead. We're in the midst of. Appreciate you spending some time here on WHL this week. Great, thank you. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. His last goal prior to this season was November 8th, 2019. Then six games later, he broke his femur and missed the remainder of last season. It's been quite the journey for Brandon Wheat Kings forward Nolan Ritchie, the WHL's Journey Rewards Player of the Week. Brandon Crow has more from the Subway Hub Center in Regina. Nolan, certainly it's been a great start to this hub season for you. What do you attribute to the most to your early success here? Yeah, I feel like... Uh been playing really good. Uh, my line mates have been really good around me too. Uh, they've been making it really easy for me to play and uh, it's been uh, really fun so far. You know, Certainly it's a strange season and everything that's gone into it. Uh, now that you've played a handful of games, does it start to feel a little more like a normal season now that you're playing hockey and everything else is kind of behind you? Yeah, it's obviously, it's getting a little normal now. Uh, it's still a little different playing a lot of games in a short amount of time, but for the hockey play, uh, it's starting to feel like a, more like a season. 
certainly everyone's been talking about your recovery from your injury. And, you know, I know Pete Gerlinger, our, our broadcast analyst who knows you well, said that maybe the, the pandemic was one of the better things to happen during your time being injured because it gave you extra time to work out and train. So just talk us through a little bit of, of the rehab. Once you were able to kind of put weight on the leg, what did you have to do to get ready to get back and play? Yeah, I just, uh, I was in the gym a lot, uh, during the off break and obviously the longer, longer it was, it probably helped me more. Uh, so that was really good. And I was just, I was just trying to work on my leg as much as I can. Uh, and then get on the ice as much as I could too as well. Uh, obviously, that was pretty tough, but uh, I just got on the ice as much as I could and uh, was just in the gym and working on the leg as hard as I could. So was it – how much of it was mental getting back in? Like the first time you, you strapped a skate on a step back on the ice, was that hard to get over mentally? Uh, it wasn't too bad, actually. Uh, it felt felt really good to get back on the ice, uh, but it wasn't uh, too hard. Uh, obviously, it was a little, it was a little nervous. Uh, first time back but uh it felt it felt good and uh, it was fun to be out there so in in your career so far obviously you're you're got a five game point scoring streak going on here and when you compare to last year certainly miles ahead of where you were so what is the biggest difference is it confidence is it all that time you spent in the gym or, or what's the difference between this year's Nolan Ritchie and last year's Nolan Ritchie? I think just more confident uh playing I've uh, played in a lot more games and uh just uh having the puck on the stick and our team's really good this year so uh, having everyone around me, uh, it's made it a lot easier to uh, come back. And it's certainly different uh, having your dad as the general manager of your of your major junior club. What's that relationship like? Uh, does he talk to you much about what's going on, or does he not really bother you? How does how does that work? Yeah, it's uh, he doesn't really talk that much about anything. Uh, at home, he's my dad, and then when we're at the rink, he's the general manager. So uh, that's how that's how we look at it, and uh, it's just it's pretty cool to have it like that. Now, looking back at his career, he was telling me uh, that when he was in, I believe, Germany or maybe Italy, he broke his collarbone and had real bad shoulder surgery and had to come back from, from that. Is that something he talked to you about a little bit and how to, you know, mentally, you know, come overcome a, a tough injury? Yeah, he, for, uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, obviously, he talked to me throughout the whole process and uh, was helping me out as much as, I could, as, much as he could. And uh, I feel like it. he was really good with it, and uh, everyone that was involved in it was really good. Lastly, what's what's a realistic goal for you here now? We've got uh, – we're a quarter of the way through this hub season. You know, you've got a handful of games left. Where do you want to be when this thing's all said and done? I just want to help the team out as much as we can to win games uh, and just make the team better every each and every night. Uh, I feel like we've been making a couple good strides here in the last little bit, and uh, – Hopefully we can just keep doing uh, doing that. All right. Thanks, Noah. Appreciate it. Thank you. And that's the show. Big thanks to Brandon Curl for his help this week. I'm John Keith. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.